everyone. Welcome back to Hair of the Werewolf. I'm Lily, and I have with me Chase. What's up? And we... <laughs> what was that? I was like, <laughs> like a chirpy, how's it going? You totally tripped me up. Um, anyway, we are a paranormal horror podcast that we like to tell each other scary stories and just basically try to scare you and, of course, each other. Um, and we also like to talk about horror movies every once in a while, which is what we're going to be doing first before we get into our stories. Yeah, because we want to keep topical with current events. And by that, I mean, like, media and entertainment, not not that horrible stuff no one wants to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Politics. We, yeah, exactly. Yes, we're not doing <laughs> Who that. Who wants to talk about that? Uh, so just recently, just a couple days ago, Netflix released their the movie Army of the Dead, which is a zombie action film by Zack Snyder, who, if you're into horror movies, made the remake of Dawn of the Dead back in, like, what, 2002, three somewhere around that time. One, I thought? Wow. Yeah, right Maybe around you're right. It Our was high legal. school, about 20 years ago. I, w- I know it was in high school. Yeah. And so this was really exciting because most people I know, whether or not you like Zack Snyder, most people I know still consider his best movie. Like, people who don't like him, that's usually the one they like. And people who do like him, they still think it's probably his best. So it was really exciting to see him return to zombie movies and it was, you know, free on Netflix. And I mean, I know most of you have Netflix. Netflix is like that one streaming service like everybody has. The other ones maybe Whether not. Whether or not you use it anymore as much, you're like, yeah. but you still have it for some reason. So this one was free. Um, we watched it. Don't worry, we're not going to discuss spoilers or anything like that. Current reviews tend to be pretty good on it. They are starting to slip as the longer it's been out. Uh, I think it's because people are actually, more people are watching it and it's like, what? happened so after i was reading reviews the thing that shocked me the most about the reviews was how much people were defending it because i'm sorry to say i really was hoping for this movie because i loved his version of that i really hated this movie i think it was just it was it was weird it was like the characters were all kind of dumb well we didn't care about any of the characters well i didn't care about them for sure that was already there and that's fine sometimes in zombie movies you know you just want to see people fight and die i guess that's okay um, except in his first, you know, his Dawn of the Dead movie back in the day was really good. And you actually did care about You did the, care about some of the characters. Yeah. But in this one, the characters make a lot of bad decisions. Yeah. And you look at them and you're just, you're taken out of the movie because you're like, well, that's really dumb and I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. It was also really long. It was two and a half hours, but it's like... There's maybe an hour and a half movie here. And so yeah. there felt like there was a lot of filler. He also went with this weird artistic choice where... Um, Everything's out of focus. Yeah, he used this old 75% school... 75% of the time. Yeah, he used this old school camera lens that was known. I think it's called like a dream lens or, or that was his nickname because it does give these things these weird out of focus look. And he used it so much, but not in a way that really ever made sense to me. Mm-hmm. There was even one shot that was just completely blurred. There was, yeah. there was nothing... You and it could... was for a good few seconds. I had to look away because my eyes actually start hurting after a while. I, I don't know. I have sensitive eyesight for that kind of stuff. That's why I can't do 3D movies either. Exactly. Same kind of reason. But yeah, I was just like, ugh. This I... feels nasty on my eyes. I can handle focal shifts every now and then, but, you know, 30 straight minutes of it can get tiring. Yeah. I didn't like it. So that was that. Yeah. But thankfully, we watched another movie that we really did like. We mentioned it a few weeks ago on this podcast. We finally got around to it. The Wrong Turn remake. The one that came out, I guess it says 2021, but I thought it was made last year. I think it had a limited release in 2020, but then had like an official release in 2021. Okay, so I guess it is 2021. But it's written by Alan McElroy, the guy who wrote the original one and apparently a lot of the other sequels. I fucking love. It's just so much 
fun. It's definitely a teen scream. Um, and yeah, just really fun. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say though that they did, it is different. It's got a significantly different plot. And I don't even think I would go as far as say it was a full on horror movie this time. Like it was last time, more super suspense thriller. Yeah. But that, that's not a bad thing because it was done really well. And at the very least, without any spoilers, one thing that those kinds of movies tend to fail on is the ending. And this movie had a stellar, satisfying ending. Um, yeah, it was a really good movie. And, oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about what we're drinking today. Well, today we're going real simple, and we're just drinking some light some, beers. Some light beers. Nothing fancy. <laughs> yeah, it's a late night, and we've got a busy morning. Exactly. So just something to get us relaxed in the mood. Nothing crazy. Yeah, exactly. Just a sipper. Um, but anyway, so now that we got all that stuff out of the way, I'm going to tell my story. Yeah, it's your turn. You got to... It is, well, I think I always go first, usually, Mm -hmm. this whole time. Anyway, point being, my story for today I chose in inspiration of the Wrong Turn movies. I'm doing the Appalachian Trail Horror Stories. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Because that's where the movie was supposed to take place. Absolutely, in in those endless woods. Those massive, incredibly beautiful woods, yes. Um, So yeah, like I said, the movie was supposed to be filmed, or rather take place at the Appalachian Trails, but it actually wasn't. It was filmed in Hocking Hills State Park in Ohio. I think there might have been a second filming location, but I was not 100% sure. Sure. Um, It just, whatever IMDb said. Anyway, uh, what's further inspired me for the story is the fact that we know so many people that are making plans to go hiking and camping in the near future now that summer is around the corner. So I figured I'd do a story on all the horrible things that can happen to you while you're in the forest. Get them prepared. You know, just to spice up their trip. Stuff to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're going to hiking, we're going to see a waterfall, we're going to get murdered by hillbillies. It's great. Exactly. I just think that's just a really good direction for me to go. Um, so yeah, let me just real quick give a quick description of the Appalachian Trail in case anyone is not as familiar with them. It is about 2,200 miles long, or 3,500 kilometers, and it's considered the longest hiking trail known in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, It passes through 14 states, Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. It's a lot of states. Granted, a lot of those are small. Um, The idea for creating this massive trail sparked in 1921, but it wasn't completed until 1937. And ever since then, um, maintenance and improvements are in constant development. So So it's like the Route 66 of hiking trails. Kind of. Yeah, exactly. Famous, long. Super long. Just a little more dangerous? Well, I don't know. Car accidents are pretty bad. Yeah, I didn't drive on, (laughs) like, the interstate highway route 66 well at least you're a lot less likely to get lost in route 66 that's for sure yeah anyway uh there are many camping sites huts and um i think they call them stations or something that you can that accommodates hikers and people who are just doing the whole backpacking thing Mm -hmm. Uh, most of these places also have access to water but even that isn't always guaranteed sometimes it runs dry or there are other reasons i'm sure but Um, It's just something that they warn you. In addition, some of the sleeping sites might be full, which can make things complicated because you might have to go off trail and find an area for you to actually be able to put your tent and set camp. 
Um, animals are definitely prevalent in the area. You got black bears, snakes, and bobcats. The weather can be pretty unpredictable and harsh. And of course, cell phones are not always a guarantee, which is a huge problem, of course. Sometimes in modern society, you think, oh, you can get probably a signal anywhere. Well, we've established now that's not true, but certainly not in the Appalachian Trail. Well, makes it perfect for horror film plots because cell phones pose a huge issue in, in horror films and they have to find some way to get rid of them. But this seems <laughs> to be just a natural solution. This is exactly, yeah, nature will take care of that for you. Um, yeah, so I think I'm just going to jump into the scary stories that I have. Um, also, please note that the stories that I gather today are often just anonymous or they were from like Reddit or just different sites, you know what I mean? Like, they're mostly just personal stories that people have, so if I don't have a name, that's why. It's just... And they're also probably super accurate. They're super accurate. (laughs) Okay, so the first one is... Actually, is from Reddit, but anyway. His name is Six String Shadows, is his name. That's his username. Username, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Let's hope his parents didn't name him that. (laughs) Um, Our kid's going to be so badass. We're going to name him Six String Shadows. (laughs) He did not provide a real name, shockingly. Uh, He and his girlfriend decided to go hiking on the trail closer to the southern region of Virginia with the intent of camping for a couple of days. They chose this part of the trail because it's known to be more remote. After a long day of hiking, the two decided to set up camp. They did actually end up passing a designated campsite, but it looked like it was busy, so they had to kind of go off trail, and they plus they didn't want to be around all those people. Mm -hmm. So they finally find a place a little ways out, and they set up camp. On their first night of camping, or on the first night, Six String Shadow's girlfriend woke him up telling him to get his gun because she could hear someone walking, circling their tent, and running what she thought was a knife against the tent walls. Gross. Yeah. (laughs) So for a while, they kind of sat in silence, but uh, he didn't hear anything for a long time and thinking, you know, maybe she was not dreaming, but maybe it was just an animal or something. And and it could be very confusing until finally he did end up hearing footsteps. Something was definitely walking somewhere behind their tent. Luckily, he had already loaded his gun, so he got his flashlight and walked out the tent slowly. He didn't turn on his flashlight yet because there was enough moonlight to illuminate his surroundings. Then he heard footsteps rush past him again, and this time he flashed his light in the direction and he saw the shadow move past behind the trees. All he could do was yell out and tell them that he had a gun and to stay the hell away from them. That was the last time they heard anything that night. On day two, they hiked all day and stayed vigil of their surroundings. Mm -hmm. They were terrified from their experience from the night before, so they were making sure no one was following them. Eventually, it got too dark to continue, and they decided to set camp. So, just real quick, a lot of people when they go hiking, they'll, like, walk in, camp, Mm -hmm. then they'll go in further the next day and camp. And however many days, but let's just say it's, like, a three-day trip, after they camp the second time, then they're on their way back, and they usually camp kind of near where the first camp was so i'm just assuming they get to look forward to camping in the vicinity of the creepy place they camped the first night yeah i guess i don't know how people have done it in the past i i think they kind of go while maybe they start hiking along the trail it can be all day and then they kind of retrieve back i'm not sure there's different ways of doing it i guess they could do a big loop but i'm used to most people 
they just keep going and then they're kind of on their way back. They, they might try to diversify a little bit, but they're still having to get back to their car. I mean, there's just a main trail, really, that you yeah. have to follow. And it's just the one, I, from what I understand. Uh, so, yeah. Let's see. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Day two. Uh, like I said, they were hiking for a while and they were still pretty freaked out from the night before and they didn't exactly were having a good time. Right. So they're just kind of like, oh, great. We're camping and we're still kind of in the middle of nowhere when something was apparently lurking in the night. (laughs) And (laughs) so this is where they are. And when they set up camp, um, they were like, okay, well, we're not necessarily in the same location that we were before. Maybe they didn't follow us and we just went far enough that it was fine. So after a few hours of sleep, They were awoken by the same exact sounds they heard the night before. Mm. They knew it must have been the same person. Some Blair Witch shit happening right here. Right. Uh, So loudly he yelled and said that if they didn't leave, he was going to shoot. Then he actually did hear someone running away. They got out of the tent and saw that their stuff had been rummaged through. They decided at that moment to pack their valuables and leave everything behind, even though it was in the middle of the night, which is pretty dangerous Mm. if you do that. Um, as they made their way down the trail, the couple kept hearing sticks snapping and leaves crunching all around them. Even though they couldn't see anything, they knew they were being followed. It wasn't until they rounded a corner that they saw someone step out into the trail in front of them. They were far away enough that they weren't able to see who it was or anything. Sure. So they just kind of stood completely still until the shadowy figure eventually kind of made its way back into the woods. Without saying a word, they both just kind of continued because there was no other choice. That was the way they needed to go. And and the couple picked up the pace and hoped for the best. <laughs> After <laughs> Time to beeline it. Yeah, it's like, let's get out of here. After the last encounter, uh, they saw or they didn't see or hear anything else by the time they made it back. So that's lucky for them. But that is freaky. What is going on? So they experienced stuff both nights, but... They didn't get hurt or anything like that. They didn't get hurt, but their stuff was kind of, looks like it was being touched or whatever. When you hear stories about, like, serial killers that get found, like, camping out in the woods or anything, so you don't know if it's just, like, some guy who's just, like, waiting, decide if he wants to get his kill, lets him go. Serial killers are crazy. You can't predict what they're going to do. Yeah, there, there definitely were some stories that I came across about people that were, that have been murdered at the Appalachian Trails. So um, that is definitely a real thing. There was definitely a famous one. I didn't go too deep into it because I this isn't a true crime podcast and I didn't quite uh, look into it. But um, it definitely seemed like a very intense story. In fact, hikers, tourists, and people who are the locals had seen this man kind of go in and out of the woods and had warned the police and saying this guy is harassing people. And just stuff like that, just telling them who is this guy or whatever. And I think he ended up killing, like, a couple of campers at some point. To catch him? They did eventually catch him, yes. Because, I mean, as creepy as all that stuff is, if we are talking about one of the largest camping, or uh, one, one of the longest hiking trails in the world, I yeah. mean, it's that big. And that was just one, it's gonna one tiny yeah, tiny Yeah, some really area. bad stuff's going to happen there. I mean, yeah. you just can't help it. You really can't. I mean, it's just, you know, as long as there's humans around. They'll find a way to screw things up for you. Well, the uh, Redditor, it was safe and sound and able to write his story. And tell us all about it. <laughs> so this was an anonymous one. But anyway, so this next story, um, it happened to this young guy who was backpacking for a couple of days during the summer. On one early morning, he woke up to dense fog all around him. Anon- oh, that was a good way to start. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I can't see shit. Awesome. 
We live in New Mexico. It's like foggy once in a blue moon. It's never freaking foggy. It was here. apparently foggy a couple days ago, but we missed it because um, we don't wake up at normal human hours. I heard it was like at five in the morning. Who the hell wakes up at five? Even when I had a job, I didn't wake up at five. I I had to wake up at five. My last <laughs> job. It was it was not fun. Like, oh yeah, you did. <laughs> we drove to work and it was still dark out. Ugh. Yeah, that that didn't sound like. Especially it. when there's snow on the ground. It's like the worst. Yeah, because it'll be a sheet of ice. Yeah, crunch as you walk to your job from your car, and it's just freezing, and it's pitch black out. <sighs> Why do you have times. to bring back these horrible memories? <laughs> because this is You're a horrible... You're supposed to scare me, not depress me. I am scaring you. <laughs> I mean, depression can be kind of scary, although probably not. Anyway, let's get back to the story and actually scare you. Um, so like I said, he woke up, and it was dense fog all around. Obviously, he was annoyed because he was planning on hiking all day, but he didn't feel like it was quite safe. Um, but either way, he was starting to pack up his gear in anticipation that maybe it would clear up anytime soon. As he was finishing up, he heard sounds of children laughing. He stopped and tried to listen where the sound was coming from, but he couldn't make it out right away. He said hearing children laughing wasn't exactly normal, um, especially since he was in a particularly difficult trail that was not really suitable for children. After a few moments, he saw an adult and a group of children appear amidst the fog and they headed towards him. As soon as the group started passing by him, one of the children asked him, where are you going? He responded, so the guy said, I'm here hiking in the Appalachian Trail for a few days just like you. And the kids started laughing and said, this isn't the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> and everyone giggled and went on their way. The group kept walking until they disappeared back into the fog. So, is that just a kid being an asshole? <laughs> I don't know. But why would there be a group of, like, small kids? But you said there were adults there, right? There was one adult. Okay, well, I mean, there's a parent deciding to take their kids on the non-Appalachian Trail for a nice foggy hike. Foggy, dangerous, treacherous hike. Sweet. and That would be a little unnerving because, like, this isn't the Appalachian Trail. You don't know where you are. <laughs> and then they're just laughing at you, too. Rude. Uh, so that was one guy's story. And here's another unknown <laughs> author that I was able to find. Wait, wait, that's the whole story? Well, he didn't see him again. So, but he obviously was on the Appalachian Trail because otherwise his story ended with, with like, I kept hiking and then I saw a sign and realized, no, I'm on a different trail. <laughs> oh my God. How would you get so confused? Well, I'm just saying. So, so the assumption here is that the kid was either a jerk or he saw like ghost family. I think it was supposed to be like weird ghost, maybe transported. <laughs> children that went in through right. mist i think that was supposed to be like weird time do you know what i'm saying like it's totally. just supposed to be like oh he kind of would transport into a different place for a moment and these kids saw him but he wasn't sure what was going on totally that was my guess but maybe i'm looking into it way too much i'm totally thinking it was just a jerk kid <laughs> and i mean the parent was probably just like i have to deal with so many kids i just don't care i don't even want to correct this child anymore. yeah it's like he's I a thought, nightmare i thought if i took them out hiking i would tire them out but they still suck ah so going on this treacherous trail was not an accident it was to tire him out you know like when you take a dog for a run just so he just like calms down yeah i don't think you understand how treacherous i'm trying to say it. like so when someone in a story an adult who's like an avid hiker says this is not suitable for kids it sometimes means like their little limbs might not actually be able to 
um, do this uh, or something so like that. So you're saying the parent was completely sick of having kids <laughs> at all. Come on, children. <laughs> Let's go I had the no woods. idea this was a dangerous trail. <laughs> Perhaps. Wait, you need parachutes to go base jumping? What? <laughs> That's the only way to get down? Okay. I thought since kids are so small, they'd just bounce. Hold on, children. <laughs> okay. We were, that's why we're not parents. Okay. Um, on to the next story. Um, so this is a story about a couple of friends who went on a hike that is considered to be one of the easier sections of the Appalachian Trail. It was on... It was supposed to be only like a day hike, really. So they didn't actually end up bringing a lot of things which is what he thought helped them get away. Oh, I was going to say, that's usually how bad stories start. It was like, oh, I didn't yeah. think it would be fine. I brought my wallet, y'all. No, that's not going to help you in the mountains. Um, so anyway, it started getting a little dark, and they all decided to make their way back to the main road where a friend was going to pick them up. Along their way, they heard something rustling in the path ahead. So um, they kind of stopped thinking, um, might be an animal. Well, let's just chill for a second. Let's not, you know, try to get into its space if it's trying to cross right. or something. Uh, let's not piss off the animals, let's just say. So they did, and they didn't hear anything for a long time, so they ended up continuing on to the path. When they reached the section of the trail that they heard the noise, his friend put, like, his hand on the guy and said, what the fuck is that? The dude turned around into the direction of his friend and saw what looked like a man crouched down not too far off the trail within the trees. Hmm. He was facing away from them and perched on a large boulder. They were a little stunned, to say the least, and waited to see if the man was going to do anything. Since it was closer to 8 p.m. at that point, the sun was now below enough to where it was behind rocks and trees, making it difficult to see who this person was. Um, Simultaneously... They all decided to just start walking slowly back down the trail and onto the rendezvous point with his friend that they're meeting. Not long after passing the guy, they all heard at the same time a terrible scream. Without hesitation, they all bolted down the trail. They started running, which even if it's an easy trail is not necessarily a fun thing to do if you're not used to it. So like sounded like a guy screaming or like a, a monster like a scream loud scream all i all i read was like a really loud terrible scream is okay. what they said so maybe just a insane person screaming in the middle of the woods isn't something you want to check guy out crouching on a boulder a totally normal and thing it was to do. and it was now behind him which is where the direction the the guy was yeah so like i said they bolted down the trail and he said he never looked back mostly because he didn't want to misstep and twist his ankle Eventually, um, they all made it back to his friend's car, which luckily he arrived on time. Well, maybe early since they all had to run and get there. That's true. But who knows if they were dilly-dallying, you know, they're just hanging out. It's true. The friend was just waiting. It's like, where the fuck were you guys? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm on time, assholes. <laughs> how, do, how do you, like, say that? It's like, oh, yeah, so that's when my kind of directions would totally fail. Because it said, oh, he's just going to pick us up at some part of the trail. Like, I think the directions well, think he needs it's... are, like, after the third bend just stop well no there's multiple points that you can enter the trail it's not like you have to start on one end and then travel 2,200 miles 
until you finish. I guess that's the point. I guess I was imagining <laughs> them just showing up randomly on the side of the road. No, no. There's like I access points and stuff for day hiking and st- as well. Okay. Now I sound. Now now I feel stupid because that makes a lot more sense than what I was picturing <laughs> in my dumb little head. No, you're good. Okay. I should have been more specific when I was giving my description. Or I should have thought about it instead of just <laughs> assuming these <laughs> random people are like, we're just going to walk out onto a road and hope he's here. And hope and pray. No, no, no. Uh, they knew where they were going to meet. And they did, luckily. Um, they all got into the car and drove off. They told their friend their story, is what he said, and they tried to make sense of it. But really, they had no idea whether or not it was someone that was crazy, waiting for hikers to, like, prank them. But why would you do that? There's no guarantee people are going to walk by. Yeah, totally. Um, and so, it, or it could be something else they couldn't explain. I really want to know about that guy. The boulder guy? Yeah, <laughs> boulder guy. <laughs> And we're not talking about a guy from Boulder, not Colorado. Not from Boulder. <laughs> this other guy. From Boulder Appalachian Trail. <laughs> That's his address. <laughs> you guys all know him. The Screamer. Yeah, totally. Same. Um, let's see. This one is... <laughs> okay, this one I actually did get from Reddit as well. Um, <laughs> his name is Per Daddy. <laughs> Nice. Sorry, just so dumb. Um, anyway, so per daddy, uh, this story takes place in the Northern Green State Forest in New-, New Jersey, which is south of the Appalachian Trail. Now they were hiking there in preparation to go for their long Appalachian Trail hike slash camping trip. Mm-hmm. So I thought it still counted, okay. <laughs> even though they're not there. I don't know. It's like when I did the Bermuda Triangle, I got one that was a little bit out of bounds for most people, but it still counted. Yeah, but it's still kind of like in a foresty, definitely in a forest. Thematically similar. Exactly. Um, So Per Daddy and his girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) were finishing up their hike and were headed back to their car. During their last mile, the sky was already dark, and so they decided to take it pretty slow. Or rather, he did. Um, especially since there was still a lot of snow and ice on the ground. His girlfriend, on the other hand, outpaced him and went ahead, which he said was pretty normal. And she said, hey, I'll just meet you down by the waterfall and, you know, we'll go back down together. He agreed and he continued to make his way down uh, as well, slowly but surely, which is my only speed when I hike because I don't know any other speed. People (laughs) actually hike fast because I'm just over here like trying not to break a leg or something well that's because when you and me <laughs> hike we rarely have a destination we're just out for the the walk yeah but i don't is I, a destination does it make a path easier no i know that but i think a lot of people they have like a specific goal like oh we're hiking up to this point and they know that they have to go a certain pace so they can make it in enough number of allotted days or something whereas you and me it's more like do you just want to go on a hike today and we just kind of figure it out and we stop hiking when we're like we <laughs> okay, were hungry we're or we want a beer we're like all right let's go back yeah i think you and i when we hike um i'm always like severely dehydrated even though we're just out there for a few hours i always forget to like drink water so i know i'm gonna die if i ever go on a multiple camp day or something or maybe i'll have to have like a beeper watch to remind me to drink water <laughs> i don't know i don't know what the solution is here guys if only as adults <laughs> we learn how to take care of our necessary bodily functions yeah it's like why do i have a headache and dizzy who knows that's so weird um no anyway this guy knows what's up he's like i'm going slow bye anyway he finally does make it to the waterfall 
but was surprised that his girlfriend wasn't there to greet him. He figured that she got tired of waiting and continued to the car, which at this point, they weren't actually that far away from it anyway. So he's like, okay, I'll just keep going, I guess. So not long after, he heard someone speaking really strangely. At first, he couldn't make out where it was coming from or who might have been saying it, like he didn't see anyone around. Sure. Until he noticed that the voice was monotoned and sounded robotic, like the voice was coming through an old analog speaker. He couldn't make out the words, but as he listened closer, he realized that the woman's voice was speaking French, and it reminded him of a warning broadcast sound. Would sound like. Would sound like, yeah, exactly. That really freaked him out, (laughs) because one, if it's like a warning broadcast, he doesn't want to be anywhere near that area. Absolutely. But two, why would it be in French? And three, where the hell is it coming from? Maybe he was hiking a lot longer than he thought. He's like in France. Yeah. How would that happen? (laughs) You know, I apparently don't know how to pick people up on a trail, so I now can assume that he hiked over the ocean. Now, I believe French Canadian, because then... Oh, there we go, Montreal. Yeah, he's just in Montreal for some reason. <laughs> totally, I get it. Didn't he start in Jersey? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's one One hell of a hike. <laughs> They're not even on the Appalachian Trail to take him to that way, but... Sounds uh, like he'd have to go through some time dilation Bermuda Triangle shit, and yeah. all of a sudden he's in Canada. Or the Zonas Islands. I like how I was like, he's in France, and you're like, that's really stupid. Probably Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of Getting it that Getting smarter, funny. every option. We are... We're on our way. All right. Okay, explaining the truth here. He just walked to Canada. <laughs> um, so anyway, he actually, like I said, he freaks out makes his way a little quicker than he was going before back to his girlfriend who was actually waiting for him by the car before he had a chance to ask her yeah before he had a chance to ask her if she heard the french woman over the speakers she asked him if he saw the lady standing across the waterfall she was pacing and muttering to herself he said no (laughs) what girl (laughs) and uh, he told her what he heard because he didn't see anyone and she's like, yeah, I didn't hear any of that. The only reason why I even saw that woman is because our dog started barking in her direction. Mm-hmm. And I looked over and saw and saw her. And she was acting very erratic, kind of uh, strangely. And so at this point, they're like, okay, this is freaky. Let's just go. And um, they both weren't sure what and if the incidents were related. But either way, they actually did end up reporting it to the police, which I find finally somebody did something about this because they were actually worried that maybe the woman was in distress. Uh, yeah, um, she could have been, sure. you know, especially because she said that it was really, really cold out there. Like I said, snow, ice, and um, she didn't seem like she was appropriately clothed. It was very strange, the whole situation. And if it's someone who might be needing help, then hopefully, and if it's a ghost, well, good luck, police. Because <laughs> who knows? Well, and she's apparently speaking a weird, muffled, robotic, old speaker French. Yeah. And, but, you know, if she was pacing, it could have been coming from her phone. If she had a phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a theory. But he didn't even see her. But he didn't see her. He could hear it. And he said it was. He he said it was pretty clear when he was starting to hear it. See, that would mean he had to have been close to it. Closer, yeah, than her, than Mm. his wife. Maybe he couldn't see her. Yeah, but she. Like, and I don't mean, like, he. Wasn't looking in the right direction. I mean, like, what if she was, like, a ghost and invisible at that point? And she saw it, but he didn't. He just heard it. Ooh. Yeah. I would be terrified either way. If I saw the woman, super scared. If I heard it, I don't know. I just really wish I knew what the woman was saying. Because I want to know if it was some, like, weird chanting or, like, it really was some sort of old-timey 
warning broadcasting thing or something. Let's be honest. Even if you wrote it down, I mean, you have a better chance than me because you actually took French in high school. I took it for half a semester in high school. Well, it's (laughs) half a semester more than me. (laughs) And I hated it. (laughs) I hated that class. Uh, Anyway, so those are pretty much my big stories, like the stories that I was finding. In fact, I did find quite a few other ones, but um, I didn't want the episode to be too long this time around. So I had to cut it down. But I will say other things that I did find in thematically that a lot of people do seem to experience are um, seeing shadowy figures. So we kind of saw that happen in one of my stories. Um, Hearing whispers from all directions. Not cool. Seeing strange lights appear through the trees, then disappear without ever making a sound. Mm. That sounds like your realm right there. Hearing footsteps follow them while they're hiking, but never seeing anyone. I'm thinking that could be sometimes an animal, but who knows? Absolutely, it's gonna be an animal. Yeah, that one in a weird way is kind of super freaking scary because I mean, a ghost is, is it a ghost. Is a big animal? Yeah. Like, are we talking about like a tiny little fox, or is it like a wolf that's really good at hiding? Yeah, it's like, hey, look, children. <laughs> um, and then also another thing is interacting with a stranger that seems out of place and then disappearing. One of my stories kind of had that, you know, with the kids. But there was another story that I do actually recall where this guy was hiking on a trail where he saw an old man walk out of the woods onto the trail, so kind of out of nowhere. Mm. And he was dressed in 1800s old-timey clothes. (laughs) It's how he described it, I remember. Maybe he's just one of them cosplaying (laughs) uh, hikers, you know, that we see all the time. All the time, totally. How could I have forgotten those cosplaying hikers? (laughs) Guys in, like, the Tony the Tiger outfits going for an evening hike. Oh, yes. Wait, how did this get in there? (laughs) I'm confused. So 1800s garb, huh? Yeah. So how does one describe 1800s garb? Like, I'm kind of picturing stuff, but I'm usually picturing... When you say 1800s, you're like 100 years, huh? Which which decade? Well... (laughs) Not that they had the quickly fashion trends, maybe, as they do now, but... No, you're making a good point. But I'm not sure. Because, you know, the end of the 1800s was like the Victorian era, but the beginning of the 1800s, it was still like revolutionary status. So, I mean, is the guy wearing a top hat? And like a tuxedo, or is he still wearing kind of like Huckleberry Finn, Tom Sawyer <laughs> stuff? I'm gonna go Huckleberry Finn. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like old school overalls that are falling apart. I mean, was he just was he just being an asshole? And this guy was a redneck, <laughs> just like some redneck came out. Like, yeah, what does 1800s? He Gar just mean? has overalls out. Look at this old timey old folk. Where, where did you get this story from Reddit too? No, I don't. This one was. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be, because this is some made-up bullshit, no, 1800s garb. This was on a, uh, <laughs> this one also is technically anonymous, but, like, the thing is, is that it was, like, on National, not National Ge- Geographic, on Travel Channel or some shit like that sure, kind of sure. website, where they were trying to compile a lot of stories, and this one they kind of inserted in there, and I've just remembered reading it, and I'm just telling you about it now, because I'm recalling it. Sure, sure. But, like I said, they didn't have a lot of details, because it was supposed to be, like, this, uh, the way they had it in their article was just a tiny insert and in a bigger thing. But anyway, this guy said 1800s, whatever, overalls. <laughs> <laughs> and at first, you know, the hiker kind of stood there looking at this guy, um, a little confused because where did he come from? Um, where, where did you come from? Where did you come from? <laughs> yeah, where did you come from? Where did you go? What century were you close from? Cotton, Cotton Joe. Joe. 
God damn it. I mean, seriously, jeans were invented in the 1800s. <laughs> so the guy could have literally just been wearing jeans and a t-shirt. And you're like, all right. Maybe he had an old... It's century appropriate. Prospector hat or something. I don't know. Um, so... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time with this story now. Because that was like the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I know. All right, all right keep going. He's immaculate at descriptions. Um, anyway... Uh, like I said, confused. And then it wasn't until the old man started getting closer to the hiker that he noticed the hiker as well. And he was scared, kind of got scared, stumbled back and was like, ooh. And, you know, <laughs> who are you, person from the future? Person wearing <laughs> 21st century clothing? And I know this because I'm a prospector. Um, no, so I guess they both kind of scared each other. And the hiker, I just remember in the story he said that the old man continued to go his way into the woods, like on the other side of the trail, and disappeared. That's all I remember from the story. In fact, I wasn't even trying to like retell it because it was so ridiculous. But um, yeah, that is one that I recalled immediately. I'm so glad I told you now because it's so real. <laughs> well, I mean, the guy was probably like, he just sees him like, okay, he's not expecting a random guy. I'm just going to go this way and just keeps walking. He's like, why is this hiker guy looking at me? God, I'm just trying <laughs> to go to my house. He's one of them city folk. <laughs> he's like walking to his house trying to get the mail. God damn it. He's going to ask me for taxes. <laughs> not today. <laughs> not today. Oh, my God. It's the worst. Um, so, so all I've heard so far is that if I hike the Appalachian Trail... <laughs> I might run into snot-nosed kids who laugh at me. Yes. Some boulder topping, screamy old men. Yeah. He oh, looked wait, at... Did you say he was old? I'm picturing he's old. No. Well, they couldn't really see him. Like I said, it was really dark, but they saw him perched on top of the boulder, kind of crouching. I've decided he's old. Okay. It, maybe it's the prospector. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him. Yeah. Have we got 1800s guys that might cross your path and look at, like, when he, when he told me, like, he noticed them and got weirded out, walked the other way, I was totally <laughs> imagining Tom DeLonge in the Blink-182 video where he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> if this you guys is- don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sorry, but it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, what the fuck? Just leave. So, so far, I'm not feeling too scared about yeah. hiking on the Appalachian Trail. As I read along, and these are the big, more substantial stories I was sure. able to get that people actually wrote out versus a few sentence here and there kind of thing. Um, but yeah, they said, and there's like a lot of forums that are actually dedicated to the Appalachian, Tra- Appalachian Trail hiking and, yeah. and advice and stuff like that. And one of the things that every once in a while I, I ran across is they'll say, you know, anyone who's camped a ton or hiking or anything like that especially somewhere so dense and fairly remote like somewhere in the Appalachian that everyone has a story something weird did happen to them all right and I was like that's kind of cool now whether or not they can actually attribute it to like animals or something scary like that versus paranormal that's another story but they said sometimes it's kind of creepy sometimes it's unexplainable other times they almost got eaten by a bear. You know, it ranges, but they're like, everyone has a story. So I don't know. I thought that was fun. Um, so I'm going to finish the story off real quick um, with this really just kind of weird, wild, not, I don't want to say theory, okay, but legend, if you will, because there are people that actually did used to live in the region, and I'm not talking about the Native Americans that had been there 16,000 years before. I'm talking about like the people who immigrated there and actually probably were wearing overalls, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. at some point in the 1700s. But 
My point is, is that over time, there were communities that were living within the Appalachian region. Sure. And so um, around, I would say, the 1900s, like early, early, late 1800s, they started getting pushed away, uh, mostly because of modernization and lack of resources. They just weren't being accommodated for their lifestyle. However, they were able to sustain themselves a little long enough uh, for them to like work for lumber companies once that started to move in as well. So were they kind of like... They were kind of like, they called them mountain folk, like a lot of times when I was uh, reading about them. This is a real thing. Like, they really were living out there, and they kind of had a different dialect as well for talking, and they had different words, kind of, you know, just their own language community thing. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of cool. Anyway, where it gets really weird is that they think that there still are some radical people trying to live off the grid out there. And that they are not that far off the trail. I mean, far enough to where you won't notice them, of course. But um, but they are there. And so they don't really like people wandering in their region. And uh, they're not going to be very kind. So, mm-hmm. And those are just legends that I, that I actually found so, that people really do believe. So you're saying we have, like, our own version of, like, uncontacted tribes? <laughs> Yeah, that are out but there. they like chose to be that way. They kind of reverted. We need to we need to send an anthropologist. Never knew. Yeah, and then he'll get his head chopped off. Cool. So that makes some of the plots of the uh, of the wrong turn movies a little more interesting. A little less out there, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. So I thought that was when I read that, and I read this in a few sources. I'm like, huh, I guess people really do believe. And now they really did exist, you know, 200 years ago and sure. whatnot. So it wasn't um, something that it that was weird. It but was is just... it like enough people now after it's been oh, right. this many years? I mean, exactly. So we that's the question. We don't have that much. We don't have that much land in America that really is like unsurveyed and touched, at least with some sort of regularity. But this is like, this goes through like eight national parks mm-hmm. and stuff. So... Uh, it's a really, really big region, uh, and when I say this, people have gotten lost, and when they were found years later, like their bodies, they were only like two miles away from the main mm. track. So it's so easy for people to never find you. It's easy to hide out there, and this is thousands of miles big in all directions. So it wouldn't be that out of place to assume people are still out there, except um, sustaining yourself. I mean, that's tricky, I think. you know, I don't know. Yeah, as long as I guess you got to find a source of water and you got to be hunting and not get caught and not get eaten by bears. I mean, it's happened before. I think that's how we got here today through human history. But yeah, I guess the people would have been a lot more (laughs) uh, adept to that kind of lifestyle 200 years ago. Whereas now I'm pretty sure, you know, with the exception of a few people with amazing wilderness training, like if I went out there, I would be dead in like four minutes. Yeah. I think the minute I lost sight of the car, a bear would maul me, and I was like, I'm out. I was like, this guy looks like he's full of french fries. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> and his wife is dehydrated, so I'll just eat her later. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to go after, like, the running forestry hikers, because, like, ah, it's too hard. But this guy. <laughs> this guy's Easy meal. Good stuff. I guess my advice to everyone is, if you're going camping this summer, make sure to stay on the trail. Avoid wild animals, ghosts, ancient creatures, and of course, other humans, because they don't seem to like following the rules, and that can be dangerous. And if you hear a scream, run like fuck. Yeah, run, and then try not to break anything. (laughs) (laughs) 
Those are those are great advice, people. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to go hiking, so we're good. I want to go hiking, but our little trails here in Albuquerque, I'm okay with. The easy ones. It can get pretty hard, but not those. All right, but not on foggy days. No, which we never have. And if we see a guy on a boulder, I get to throw a rock at him. Okay, but what if it's a guy from Boulder? <laughs> Are you still going to I will throw a rock at him. <laughs> okay, fair. What, you think you're better than me? <laughs> Just because you're from Boulder? He's Look like, at me, I've got money. Yeah, and he's going to able to outrun us because there's no doubt he's not going to be more fit. <laughs> <laughs> my hiking boots cost more than every piece of clothing you're wearing. As I throw my vans at him, he's like, peasant. <laughs> oh, God. All right, well, I need another beer yeah, before I get so. to my story. So uh, we'll see you guys in a few after we get more refreshments. All right, so we're back and we got our next beer so that we can hear our next story. Chase, take it away. So before I get started, one thing that I keep seeing popping up on my news feed is all these crazy UFO sightings that people are seeing them all over, and what they're seeing is a string of lights moving through the sky. This is getting, it's very repetitive, it's the same story every time. So it's happening again and again? Again and again, and it's really important. I'm just gonna tell you, these have all been explained. Oh. I'm just going to tell you, if you happen to be outside and you see what looks like a string of lights in one long line across the sky moving, they are not unidentified. They are the Starlink satellites that have been launched by Elon Musk that's supposed to be the satellite internet. Oh, they are okay. very, very visible and they are bright and they are in a perfect line and they're not very far spread apart. Uh, they've only been up for a short period of time, so people aren't used to seeing them yet. Some people still, you know, do UFO reports when they see the International Space Station uh, oh. when it's going across the sky. But yeah. people are now pretty familiar. They know exactly where it's going <laughs> to rotate and everything. But this, so if, if you just happen to go outside and you see a string of lights in a line that are just moving across the sky in a perfect line, 99.9% chance it's the Starlink satellite, so don't freak out. I just they keep popping up in my news feed and I'm like, I'm just gonna address it. <laughs> Let's report on it. <laughs> I'm just gonna address it and then move on. Okay. Because today we're not doing an end of episode encounter. No, no. Because of popular demand, I am going to continue and I've got a tropical tanner <gasps> for you today. Oh yeah. I'm very fond of these. I'm gonna try to do as many as I can. Hell yeah. So unlike my most recent episodes, which have all been concentrated in the Caribbean or Caribbean, uh, it's always pronounced both ways. I actually pronounce it both ways, depending on my mood. Depending on the sentence. Yeah. It's Pirates of the Caribbean or the Caribbean Seas. So today, (laughs) I'm going to say Caribbean. Okay. Um, No, we're going to the South Pacific, other side of the U.S. and South America as well, I guess. So we're going to the South Pacific for this week's edition. Mm-hmm. More specifically, we're going to the island nation of Fiji. For those of you that don't know, Fiji is a very popular tourist destination. Uh, and it's also water. Yeah. <laughs> and it, oh, yeah, it is, a, it is an artisanal <laughs> water, isn't it? Yeah. I don't even think about that. Yeah, no, this isn't the water. Okay. Um, I don't think they, it would be really Wait. dumb for them to bring water from there. They didn't it. go to a water bottle? I'm confused. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, go. So it's it's actually a super popular tourist destination, and it really is the most iconic tropical island resort mm-hmm. and place you can visit when you think of. I mean, it just drop Google Maps on there, Street View. It's paradise. It looks amazing. Um, it's a group of tropical islands, not just one, but specifically it's two huge islands and lots of small islands. When I say small islands, I mean like thousands of small islands. 
the whole group of islands of Fiji. It's located east of Australia and north of New Zealand. So it's kind of in that whole region. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go to Fiji. I well, really, really want to go. And so, I mean, I've always been obsessed with island stuff. Uh, Lily, just, I, I've been going through stuff at my parents' house. I'm helping them clean out their garage. And I found my old Legos when I was a kid. I actually had tropical island Legos. They were called Islanders that had like tiki's and boats and and totems and everything like that and oh that's cool and had pirates but the pirates were like you didn't the bad show me guys. that stuff you just showed me the little dude but yeah like you built like yeah these island temples and like the you were supposed to like fight off the evil pirates and stuff it was one of my favorite of things kids. So I've, I've always been obsessed with this so but no matter how much like paradise a place like fiji can seem chances are as we've discovered some of these other ones island paradises tend to also have haunted places. Mm. Doesn't matter how small or how wonderful, there's always going to be something scary. That's what I'm waiting for. So let's see if any of the stuff I found will keep you from wanting to visit Fiji, Lily. <laughs> Let me just put it this way. That one story you told me with the headless chanting men, I still want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, is, this isn't going to be as scary, I don't think. Oh, okay. We'll find out. Go on. Uh, most of the stuff I found when I read a 2019 article from the Fiji Times newspaper website. And then I was able to get some other research and stuff from it. But as I said earlier, there are two major islands in Fiji. The northern island is known as Vanua Levu, uh, if I'm pronouncing it probably badly. Uh, So we're going to that island. And if we're on the southern end of the island, there's this huge bay known as Savu Savu Bay. And sitting in this bay is a tiny little island known as Nawi. Hmm. If you look at pictures of Nawi in years past, it seemed rather unremarkable. It's tiny, so tiny, it is referred to as an islet as opposed to like oh, a yeah. full-on island. I mean, it's small. And apart from being covered in trees, it seems empty. There's like nothing there. It's just trees. Ooh, do you have a picture? The top picture. Let's see here. Just the top picture. We'll oh, get okay. to the other pictures later. Yeah. Oh, and you can see, go to the bottom two. Uh-huh. Those are the two islands of Fiji. And mm-hmm. then we're going to this top island and small little bay in there. That's the little island that's surrounded by red where we're going. Right. Okay. And it's right across the water from a big city in Fiji. Okay. So Nawi has always been considered haunted by many of the locals. Historically, the most prominent Ooh. sightings are of mysterious figures on the island beaches holding torches up after sunset. The figures appear dark with undetermined features. Mm-mm. They are always described as standing still and staring out at the mainland. Okay, well... I don't like that. <laughs> no one lived on the island. Like I'm just I'm just hashing that in. Like no one should have been on there. You people can go to it. Yeah. But it's not like there were people. There's no buildings. There's there's no real reason to be there. So you could say, oh, maybe it's like teenage pranksters. But they've been sighting these uh, mysterious torches for hundreds of years. Oh. What? And I know teenagers have been around since humans existed, <laughs> but I think the modern teenage prankster ideals maybe, that we talk to is 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 a much more recent. Maybe thing. it's a sacred teenage prank passed down from hundreds of years. I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> but we forget when we're adults, so we don't remember. So another common creepy claim from the island is that people will hear screams and cries coming from the island. Okay, well, that's worse. So they're often heard from boats that are traveling nearby the island, but they can be heard all the way across the water on the mainland. So I read a story where a local woman mentioned that as a kid, many of them would often take tiny little rafts over to the island at night in efforts to find ghosts and spirits. (gasps) She claims that occasionally people would say they saw something. 
but not often and nothing major. Yeah. But recently, that has all started to change. And people are seeing things a lot more frequently. What? To explain why, I should mention that the very structure of Nawi is actually in a state of transition right now. A few years ago, a company decided that they were going to develop Nawi into a premium luxury location. This is what they're going to do. That's a yeah, concept. I was wondering. Yeah, that that's was. a concept. Okay. These developments include the building of a marina, private homes, and a small resort and spa. These developments will encompass the entire island. The largest of these changes is creating the marina, which involves removing a large portion of the landmass right. of the island by digging it out and letting water flow in. Just imagine a huge oval and taking a large bite out of it. And it's a large bite because approximately one third of the island is being just removed. Yeah, so boats can park there yeah, so, and everything. Yeah, and it'll be, you know, pretty protected from where they're going to do it from, you know, waves and terrible weather. Right. So if if you look at, if you go to Google Earth satellite, you can see it's still under construction. You can see how much it's changed. It's It's pretty shocking. But it turns out after they started excavating... They started finding bones. <gasps> and not just a few bones either. Entire grave sites. Holy shit. It was determined that some of these bones and bodies were over 170 years old and likely belonged to Solomon laborers. Mm. Could not find out what they were doing or why they were there. Okay. But not long after they started finding these bones, inexplicable incidents started occurring that affected the construction progress and its crew. Not surprised. I couldn't find specifics, unfortunately, but it was bad enough that development halted entirely while they tried to remedy the situation. There was only one known burial on the island like the people knew about, and that was a woman named, if I'm going to pronounce it correctly, Moga, M-O-U-G-A, Mauga who was allegedly a Samoan princess. She married into a family with the surname Miller and was buried on the island sometime in the 19th century. Mm. Over the years, people would often claim to have seen the ghost of a woman wandering on the island. The alleged apparition resembled that of a Samoan woman. However, after construction began, the sightings have increased exponentially. Uh, she's People pissed. are seeing them. Yeah, she's real pissed. <laughs> The company in charge of the operation approached the Miller family that still lives in oh. Fiji for permission to remove all the remains and transport them elsewhere, probably because they believed it would stop the inexplic- inexplicable events. Kind of like if we ask permission from like their, what is it, descendants, then maybe. I was also thinking, well, maybe the ghosts are, surround- are near the bodies, and if we move the bones elsewhere, they'll just haunt where the bones oh, are. Oh, I didn't think about that. That's true. They might follow their bones. The Miller family gave permission to relocate all the graves except Princess Malga's. Ooh, really? They claim it will be a historical tourist attraction and must remain. But I'm pretty sure that just means ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say. They're like, don't bring her over here. I mean, construction appears to have resumed, but no word yet on whether or not the hauntings have changed with the removal of bodies. Wow. I don't know about you, but if I were a ghost living on the island paradise, you know, where my body was buried, and a company comes and starts destroying the entire island Your and paradise. It, I'd be pissed. Oh, I'm not going with my bones. I'll be like, I'll see you guys later, but I'm going to be here haunting some rich people for a little while. So I think, like, if all that stuff starts happening, like, you know what? Maybe you should have left this island alone because I mean, what's going to happen now is this 
luxury paradise resort is going to be haunted as fuck. But maybe not. What if removing the bones was? But they left her body and they've everyone has specifically seen her ghost for like over 100 years. Yeah. So she's still going to be there. But maybe the other ones won't. I mean, I'm just saying like it minimized the ghost sightings, but maybe it hasn't. We Who don't knows? know if yeah. anything's gone away. We don't know. Um, That's so, interesting. You know, uni will never have that kind of luxury money to stay at something like that. But were we able to, would you ever want to stay on one of those resort homes on this little haunted island? Honestly, I wouldn't even want to stay on a place like that in general. That's not my personality. It's not mine either, but... Um, But I would like to go on a nice beach, and I'm sure they have plenty of them where a grave wasn't desecrated. So I'm okay with going somewhere else. But would you at least want to go on the mainland and just look at this island from oh, across yeah, the water? Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, I'll go on, on the resort property if just for a walk, but at the same time, it'd feel kind of weird, especially, like, knowing what they did. It's just kind of rude. It's pretty messed up. Well, yeah. it's not... Even if we're ignoring uh, desecration of graves and everything like that, you know, they took a little island that said, let's screw this up. Like, let's mess up this beautiful natural island and just put in a marina and luxury crap. Yeah. I mean, anything bad about it. We've kind of done that with everything. We've done that with mountains and forests and stuff, but. I don't like it any of the time. Yeah. Though. No, I know. But, you know, we live on a development. We live in a place that was probably a natural, different ecosystem. But anyway, um, yeah, like I said, I, I'm not afraid to go on there, but I don't see the appeal. So you wouldn't want to take a little raft and go torch spotting at night? Okay, well, I can totally go on a raft and check out, you know, the perimeter of the island, see if I see anyone looking back. Well, that makes sense, because I think you'd be more scared of the boat than you are of actually seeing like, a like torch on the island. I would have, like, five life jackets on, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you would kill yourself by suffocating in life jackets. What a twist. One's enough. Yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, I would love to do that. So short but sweet, but that is this week's Tropical Terror from Fiji. Nice. That was a really good story. Even though it's super short, then your most of your stories, it might be one of my favorites. Well, I wanted, uh, I figured the best way to do this is pepper in the small stories because they're worth hearing. And if I spend all my time looking for really long stories, it's going to be hard to find because the tropical world is full of tiny, beautiful, fun, crazy stories. They don't have really long, elaborate ones. Though. Right, they're mini. So. Yeah, that would be a shame. You should just sprinkle those through for sure because I, I really liked it. Found another one from Fiji, but that's for another day. Ooh, cool. So, yeah, thank you for sharing. Oh, I would, I don't know if I asked. I think you said, said it in a jokingly way, but would you actually go to the Appalachian Trails? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Like you're not- uh, I don't think I want to camp there at night, though. Well, I'm not a camping kind of gal anyway, but no, other than like yeah, just because it's not my um, preference, it's not I don't I don't like camping, but I do like hiking, and I would like to go there on a day hike. I wouldn't mind. I'd prefer to do it in the less humid states, though. So further north, the better. <laughs> that would be nice, and then on a nicer uh, season for sure. Yeah. So I mean, it goes pretty much all the way up to the New England area. So let's head up the New England area because it's just less humidity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay. Well, I mean, I guess that's all our stories. We're almost done with our second light beer. It's time for a closing. 
Take it away, Chase. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. New episodes every Saturday, as always. Uh, if you have any great stories or things that you want us to look into, please drop us a line at hotwpodcast at gmail.com or social media. Or if you have our cell phone and you know us personally, always drop <laughs> us a line or come have a beer with us and tell us what we need to know. We've got a lead for a new one that we're pretty excited about. Maybe that'll pop up in a episode coming up soon. Oh, and then uh, next week, the new Conjuring movie is going to come out. So Friday, right? I we'll, assume Friday. Yeah, we'll spend a few minutes talking about that at the beginning. We Once again, we won't. It, we, since it comes out after we're going to record, we, you probably won't be for two more episodes. Yeah, so we're going to end up recording probably before we see it, which is okay. Um, and then, so yeah, you're right. Two episodes later. And don't worry, we, whenever we do talk about it, we won't do any spoilers. But if you guys want to see it, you'll know more about what we're talking about when when we discuss it. It's pretty exciting. And we may be discussing it on another podcast that we've been invited to. Oh, yeah. Uh, more details, the more we know as soon as that comes up. So Yeah, absolutely. We'll be, once we hammer out the details, we'll tell you the podcast, when we're going to uh, record, and possibly... I'm sure they'll know when it'll air, so we'll let you know when that happens and get a in-depth analysis of the movie and we discuss it. It should be fun. Absolutely. So until next week, uh, we hope that this was a good way to deal with your work week hangover or whatever form of hangover that seems to ail you at the moment. If you're listening to us while driving on your way to work, good on you. Have a really productive day. We appreciate it. If you're uh, sitting there on a Sunday <laughs> hating life because you drank too much night four, as we do so many times, don't worry. The best cure for a hangover is fear. Bye. Bye.